Time for Economy Tutor joining us here in the studio from Catholic University Economics, Professor Yang Jun Suk. Professor Yang, hello. Good morning. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on this Buddha's birthday holiday. Let's talk about the president. Last week, he gave his uh, speech on the fourth anniversary. The economy, really a big topic of that. We, we discussed this uh, last week as well. However, we're talking about one aspect of it, which is his goal to realize the elusive 4% growth rate uh, by this year. Now, this is um, somewhat of a magical number, I suppose, because it would be the first time in over a decade that Korea has achieved uh, such growth. Um, Some institutions like the LG Economic Research Institute, Korea Institute of Finance, say that Korea can indeed uh, get to that 4% level. Others like KDI, uh, maybe slightly more bearish, uh, 3.8%. So, I mean, it's it's kind of just quibbling over some symbolic number of 4.0%. But whether we can get there or not could be an interesting academic discussion, largely dependent, as we always are on in South Korea, um, export-oriented economy. Exports have to grow fast. So how, how do we look at that this year? Okay, well, uh, let's look at the export figures. Some of the figures are available for uh, January to April. Some of the uh, data is available up to May 10th. So I'll have to make it a bit clear which is which. Uh, but First of all, when government made its growth projection last year, uh, 3.2%, they uh, also estimated that exports would rise in the 8% range. So far, the first half of the year, that's been blown out of the water. Uh, So if you look at the period between January 1st and May 10th and compare it to the same period last year, exports are up 21.2%. Now... As I said, it's, uh, it blows the uh, number, uh, 8% projection out of the water, but you also have to be a bit careful because, well, we're comparing a period last year where uh, the uh, economy got hit by the coronavirus. So uh, especially for a period from March onwards, we're looking at a very low uh, base for comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, uh, exports are wildly exceeding the estimates that the uh, uh, government and economic organizations made last year. KDI estimated last year uh, that exports are going to rise 7.5% for the first half of the year. BOK said that uh, exports would rise by 9.5% first half of the year uh, when they made their projection uh, last November, uh, even though BOK updated that projection to 13.0% in February. It's still been overtaken by reality. Um, likely the first half of the year, the exports are going to be higher than 22%. Um, so uh, it seems like we're going to okay. overmeet the goal, and that's part of the reason why a lot of people are so optimistic. Right, and, and you famously uh, like to temper those <laughs> uh, over-exuberant projections. However, if you just put the numbers in context, these are good numbers, not just, oh, year-to-year, quarter-to-quarter, but these are good numbers historically, right? Right. Exports in March and April have been hitting historically high levels. Exports in March and April both exceeded $50 billion, and those are the highest March and April numbers in Korean history. Uh, and cumulative exports for January to April up to April 30th, they, uh, it was $198 billion. That's highest uh, cumulative numbers from January to April in Korean history. Uh, it's up 18.8% from same period last year. Uh, again, looking at the cumulative numbers from January to uh, April, semiconductors, 
let the export increase at uh, $36 billion. That's up 17.8% from a year ago. Uh, that's because of the continuing demand for chips, because, uh, uh, partially because of the coronavirus. They want to expand the uh, servers so people can work from home. Uh, they also want to uh, buy more uh, computer and IT equipment. And I'm also sure that uh, crypto coins have something to do with oh, it yeah. as well. Uh, auto, but really surprising thing is actually automobile exports. It uh, recorded $16 billion, but this is up 40.2% from last year. Mm. Um, th- and this is one of the highest increases that we've ever seen for automobiles. And it's partially a bounce back effect because last year when U.S. and Europe went into a lockdown and shutdown, uh, people were not going to dealerships so they were not buying automobiles. Mm-hmm. So the automobile f- uh, sales uh, fell a lot last year. But this year we're having somewhat of a K-shaped recovery. So if you're fairly well off, uh, you actually your income actually rose in U.S. in European Union. Government also handed out a lot of loose cash. Uh, so uh, a lot of people have a lot of money to spend, and they're going to dealerships and they're buying automobiles. Automobile parts exports also rose by twenty point five percent. Oil, it hasn't been spectacular, but last year we had a lot of fall in exports of petrochemicals and petroleum products because global oil prices have been falling. But this year, global oil prices are rising. Shipbuilding is also up by about 26%, not only due to global recovery, but strengthening uh, because the uh, global regulations on clean environment have been strengthened for uh, marine transport, a lot of uh, shipping companies need to buy new ships. Mm. And that's been helping Korean shipbuilders. Yeah, it's because we've been doing segments together in various different shows over the years. I remember a few years ago talking about oh, the death of steel. There's no way you can compete against chi- these Chinese firms. Shipbuilding, I think we had uh, an extended obituary on the, on the yeah. demise of the shipbuilding and industry. I was, I, I, and I think in the long term, that's still correct. Okay. But uh, we've been hitting some lucky streak. Right. Well, we even talked about the, 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 the supply glut in chips and how this is a huge crisis for Hynix and I remember back in those but again it's it's remarkable how things change the long-term projections still hold as as you say but right now where are we sending these exports to okay well uh Exports to all major regions except Singapore and Malaysia, if you uh, take about top 20 Korean uh, export destinations, all major regions except Singapore and Malaysia, exports have gone up. China is up 26.8%, U.S. 25.1%, Vietnam 16.1%, Hong Kong plus 10.2%, Taiwan up 46.1%, India 20%, Germany 41%. Mexico, 20.3%. So all regions seem to be showing healthy recovery. Uh, Again, uh, the exceptions are Singapore and Malaysia. uh, And it seems to be because, well, you've been hearing that they've been having a lot of trouble with vaccinations and their numbers for coronavirus are increasing. Another interesting number is Japan. Uh, Exports to Japan for the uh, January to April rose but only by 1.4%. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the uh, export destinations, how much Korean numbers rose, seem to be reflecting how well they're doing in terms of vaccination and economic comeback. Do you think this uh, growth continues? Okay, well, uh, KD, if you look at the uh, KDI projection that came out in April, they do... Uh, They have now updated their uh, projections so that exports will rise by 23% during the first half of the year, 
but only 13% during the second half of the year. Part of that is because we no longer will have a bounce back. If you look at last year's monthly numbers, uh, once we got to the fourth quarter, exports actually started doing very well. So we're not uh, counting it from an artificially low base that we're doing for the first quarter. Yeah. Um, but uh, even if the... Uh, so, uh, so, so even if the growth in exports is relatively healthy, the numbers will not look as big. Uh, but still, uh, purely mathematically, uh, if uh, the, uh, this type of growth continues, mm. I think we have a fairly good chance at making 4% growth. So I know you're not totally disregarding LG or the KIF uh, projections, but let's say you like the KDI projections. Why do they believe they will, we will not reach 4%? Okay, well, as I said, the second half growth will, uh, in terms of volume, it'll continue, but in terms of growth rates, it'll be lower. Uh, and then uh, no one is really expecting consumption, domestic consumption, civilian consumption to uh, recover this year. It fell by uh, 4.9% last year, but if you look at the projections for how consum- domestic consumption will rise, KDI uh, in the uh, latest projection, it'll only go up by 2.5%. Mm. Uh, Bank of Korea February projection, only about 2%. And LG uh, and KIF uh, also show similar numbers, though maybe slightly higher. Basically, we will not return to pre-corona levels of consumption this year unless something really big happens. Um, And then uh, if you look at construction, well, uh, strangely enough, all the uh, estimates are below 1.5% growth this year for construction. Um, And there has been a lot of news about how uh, Moon administration will build a lot of infrastructure this year. They'll start building apartments this year. So this number, I think, uh, government is counting it on counting it to be yeah. higher, uh, but uh, the economic organizations are not really counting it to be that high. Whether we do or not, I think the the main symbolism of the four percent is certainly going to be political, and it's going to be a, something that the the uh, the government and the ruling party can use as a wedge uh, in f- future uh, big mm-hmm. elections. And so certainly that is why uh, we've been talking about it. Professor Yang, as always, thank you very much. Thank you again for joining us on this holiday. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. That's going to do it for us as well. Thank you for joining us on this Buddha's birthday holiday. Life abroad with Nasingan up next. See you again tomorrow. My name is Henry Shin. Goodbye.